Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for what you're doing right now, what you're working in and among us, what you're doing in our lives and our homes and our families, our businesses. Uh, Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. You are such a wonderful father, so faithful. And Father, when we come to your word to receive of it, Father, it's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. It's that light that we can take and find our way in this life, the way of victory, the way you have already prepared, the path you've already prepared. It's the word that takes us on that path. And so tonight, Father, we've come to see more of that path. We've come to have the light. And Father, we know that as we walk with you, And as we are hearers of your word, faith comes. And then we're doers of your word and faith is released. And as we release your word, it shall not return void in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good to see everybody tonight. We want to... Pastor Chaz snuck in. He's going to be in the Bible school the next two days. Wave to everybody. Stand up. This is Pastor Chaz Stevenson. All the way from Houston, Texas. And uh, we always love when you come to the Bible school, Pastor. It's so good. So the students are in for a real, a real treat these next two days to have him come. We saw, just saw your wife, got to be with your wife. So um, turn with me if you would. Uh, let's see here where we want to start. Um. Let's see, go to Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. Can we talk a little bit tonight about the basics of spiritual growth? Um, Because spiritual growth, and I forgot to put my offering in. Look at that. (laughs) Who can I give that to? There you go. Thank you, boss. Um... Spiritual growth, this is the primary area of growth we should be interested in, right? Um, Ephesians chapter four, we know this, that physical growth, you know, I'm talking about the development of the body, the um, uh, keeping of the body, the maintaining of the body, that's important. Uh, But it says that that's only beneficial a little bit. That's what the Bible talks about. Um, but focusing on spiritual mental growth, mental development, we're going to look at that tonight. Uh, where does that compare in the spectrum? And that we're not saying that it's less than uh, or, or not needed, I should say, but it doesn't compare to the investment you make in your spiritual growth. So Ephesians 4 verse 14 says, so then we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. The prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men. Gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery and inventing errors to mislead. Rather let our lives 
lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things unto him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So it says here, let us grow up in every way and in all things, in every way. <laughs> um, let me go over, go with me if you would to John now chapter 14. Let us grow up in every way. Are we interested in growing up spiritually? Yes. Um, I want us to look here. Excuse me, John 15. Now let's look at what Jesus said. 15 in verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love, no one has stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. You are my friends. If you keep on doing the things what I, uh, which I command you to do, I do not call you servants, slaves any longer. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. There's something very important right there. If you don't have that underlined, underline that. I don't call you servants, slaves any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, working out. But I have called you my friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything that I have learned from him. Almost like my father has let me in on some things, but because you're my friend, I'm gonna let you in on some things, right? The secret. What was Jesus? He was the one to come and reveal all things. He was the one hidden. That hidden agenda all through the, the working that you can see in that Old Testament. Everything was working to build up to this mystery of the gospel. He's the mystery of the gospel. The enemy did not know what was going to come when the Savior, when when. Jesus Christ was born, uh, the enemy had no revelation of what God was working. And Jesus said, I've come, you've seen me, and I've let you in on what the Father is working. A slave only does what's commanded. A friend, we work together. So we must be interested in what is he doing? What is he working? <laughs> um. And let's look at this here. He said, verse 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain, abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. This is what I command you that you love one another. Notice what comes first here. I've called you my friends because I have made known to you everything that I've heard from my Father. What came first? Knowledge. Knowledge came first. We get a little bit of revelation of faith and we want to go immediately to the asking. He said, well, hold on. I came, made you my friend and revealed to you all the knowledge, everything that he's given me. I've revealed that to you. Yeah. 
Now I need you to bear fruit. And when you start bearing fruit, when you start taking that knowledge and putting it to use, now you go and you ask. When we try to go and ask God for something, a lot of times where when people get a hold of the, uh, the, the message of faith or when we start getting revelation, a little bit of revelation, or heaven forbid, we're approached with a need without the knowledge or, or very little of it. We wanna go immediately to the asking. This said, I've come and I've revealed what my father, when was the last time you were in and interested in the revealing that Jesus brought to this earth, meaning the word. He is the word made flesh. If we're not taking time every day in the word, then we're gonna miss that revelation part and we're gonna try to go immediately to the asking and what happens? You don't bear fruit if you don't have the revelation. We want to go immediately to asking, God, we have a need. You said, if I can ask anything in your name, you're going to give it to me. But we've not taken time or not been interested in, not been invested in the revelation. He said, be my friend. Be my friend. I've made you. I chose you. I picked you. Now be my friend and get in on the secrets. Get in on what I know. We can't be interested in getting answers and not interested in getting to know him. Because getting to know him came first. Answers came after that. The confidence for the answers. Answers come quicker when we know the answer giver. When we know his voice, when we know his word, when we know his operation, it becomes much easier. We move forward. We start bearing fruit in a more effective way. Um, you know, example, um, I, I love roses and people had gifted me some um, beautiful roses uh, or given me the, the option to pick some, some uh, David Austin roses, so beautiful. And um, I had not had much knowledge of certain things about them and they're, they're um, you know, just not one, you like a bush. Like we've got so many roses out here. You just plant them and they just thrive. Uh, I really wanted these to do well. I didn't know if I wanted to plant them, if I wouldn't put them in the pot, whatever. So I had called um, the keys. Uh, Pastor Jan has some and then their son, Daniel. So I'd called him and I said, look, this is what I need you to do. You're gonna FaceTime and you're gonna walk me through some things. Because he has been painting, not only growing and painting roses for like his whole life. Why am I going to try to get on YouTube, right? And watch in, I mean, I, I tried that at one point and I was like, what am I doing? I've got an expert at my disposal <laughs> and I can tell him what to do. The same age, we, we always laugh, we're like twins. We're the same age, born the same day, same year, you know. So I'm like, you're gonna do what I tell you to do. <laughs> so I called him, I said, I need you to FaceTime me and you're gonna walk me through. We walked through different things uh, with um, planning. He actually came and helped me, came alongside and helped me. We got him planted, showed me how with fertilizing, pruning, all of that. Why am I gonna waste time thumbing through countless videos of trying to understand when I have somebody with working knowledge to come alongside because I want to bear some fruit, right? 
And this is sometimes what we end up doing. We're trying to go out here and gain, you know what, if I just get a little bit more information, if I can get, you know, do this. I'm talking about anything you're called to in life because he said, I've planted you. I, he's assigned you to something. But if all the focus is going to be on mental and physical development, we're going to miss that one that's already been there on the path. He ordained it. He assigned it. He authored it. uh, He's prepared it. He's been ahead of us in the form of the Holy Ghost. What's he doing? He's hearing from the Father. (laughs) So we can find ourselves in circumstances and situations, and I, I reference this very often, like Stephen says, if you ask yourself more than two times, what am I going to do? You don't know. So let's set it there. I don't know, but I know the one who does. I know the one who does. Now, uh, spiritual growth. The first thing that I want you to understand with spiritual growth, it comes through proper diet. When is a child's growth hindered? poor diet or no diet, right? No food. How does, they say, how does growth come? Well, number one, proper eating. That's number one, proper diet. Are you focused on your spiritual diet? Faith comes by hearing. So does doubt. So does discouragement. So does fear. Uh, How do you get off in a wrong direction? Wrong fellowship. (laughs) So what is our spiritual diet? Is it the word? Is it time with God? Is it taking the very, we're going over very, very basics tonight. Very basics. Um, Taking the word of God, meditating on that word. We're not talking about reading 18 chapters a day. That doesn't get you very far because you can't mutter 18 chapters to yourself. It takes one, one scripture, only one word. Jesus didn't give sermons and then cast the demon out of somebody. He didn't give sermons, you understand. Now sermons, faith comes through sermons, but I'm talking about when you're, you're meditating every day and you need to get an answer. It takes one scripture to answer that which you're facing. And this is what growing up spiritually does. It allows you to hear that one answer. It, it, it makes you more sensitive. So uh, spiritual growth comes through proper diet. A wrong diet hinders growth. That's naturally, that's spiritually. Uh, what else with proper growth? They say sleep, rest, right? So proper spiritual growth is learning not only what are you taking into your mind and into your spirit, but what are you doing with your mind and your spirit? How do people lose their peace? They get in that mental arena and start turning over. I love something, Pastor Nancy, I was just reading it the other day. Uh, I believe it was in the double portion anointing book. And I wish I had that because I made some notes along this. And she talked about holding the devil in the arena of faith. The devil doesn't like, we're, um, this is part of rest. Rest is not negligence. There's an act of resting in God, right? There's an act of being at peace with God, being in peace. Peace is a fruit of the spirit. Uh, if it's a fruit of the spirit and we are called to bear fruit, you still gotta go get the fruit. 
Say, oh, I thought I was supposed to have peace. I'm troubled. You gotta go get the fruit. You gotta pick it. You gotta pull it out. How do we do that? Developing and growing spiritually. As you grow, as you water that which is in you, that fruit that which, that's, that's within you, um, my kids know that as the oranges grow on the tree and the lemons grow on the tree, the more they're developed, the easier they are to pull off. Anybody know that with when you have fruit trees? The more you let them grow and the more you let them develop and the better you water them and fertilize them and, you know, keep them, what happens is you can pull when it's not ripe and it's not ready, it's hard. You're yanking on that thing. You got to get scissors and cut that. It's a labor. But as we grow, as he's talking about here, and we start being interested in bearing fruit, it becomes much easier that when we need to ask something of him, oh, this need just came up. I need to ask him. That fruit has already been watered. It's, it's just real easy to go and pick off what you need. It's not a struggle to try to yank and pull that thing off. I need peace. I need this. What have you been watering? The mental arena or the spiritual life? What have you been fertilizing? You know, praise and worship is like spiritual fertilizer. The word, the washing of the water, the word, that watering your spiritual life with the word of God is important. And then praise and worship and praying in the Holy Ghost. It's the word and the spirit. The help of the spirit is like the fertilizer on that fruit in your life. Praying in the Holy Ghost. It starts to grow through the water and that fertilizer begins to grow that fruit. And it's really easy when we need to ask something in his name to go grab that off said is such a work and I got to get to that place and I got to grow some fruit real quick here. But that peace, uh, so we, we see that proper rest, a child needs proper rest, right? Getting out, fresh air, doing, growing, getting out, running. It's very important. Well, what is this? The doing of the word. You can't just grow by sitting in your house and just reading the Bible all day long, 24, you got to get out and do something. You were assigned to do something. You were called to do something. Don't back down from what he's called and assigned you because therein is you're going to be your spiritual growth in the doing. Just as a child, it doesn't grow and develop if they sit at home and don't do anything, don't go to school, don't run around. The muscles aren't going to develop. You know, the bones aren't going to, you got to get a kid out. You can't just have them sit there. Don't sit back in a spiritual, lazy posture, coming to a faith church, hearing the word, come in every week, every Tuesday, every Sunday, even listening to Jesus, the healer every day, but you're not taking that and being interested in bearing fruit. Amen. So proper diet, uh, spiritual growth also, number two, it's going to enable a more effective stand of authority. Uh, my kids should question their authority. They don't have much, <laughs> right? Why? Because they're a child. Spiritual, yes, you've been given the authority. When you get born again, you receive Jesus You've received already that authority. Not trying to get more of it. But as a child, it's difficult to stand in something, right? When you've not grown and developed into it. There's going to be a growth and a development into authority. 
It is yours. You do have it. But there is a maturing into that authority. And as you focus on your spiritual development, my life, my spiritual life, what I'm reading, what I'm meditating on, what I'm spending my time doing, my conversation, all of these things contributing, am I resting in God? Am I getting proper rest in him, proper fellowship in, in him? Am I strengthening myself by praying in the Holy Ghost, building myself, myself up on my most holy faith? Am I doing these things? What it does is it causes us to grow and then we will better know our authority. I walk a little bit more in authority now than I did at 17 years old, 12 years old, seven years old, right? Why? Because I have more knowledge. Knowledge of the word grows you in your authority in Christ. Time in the spirit strengthens that authority, strengthens you to step out and be bold in that authority. Uh, along those lines, go to, um, let me see here. Go to, yeah, Mark chapter one. Go to Mark chapter one. I was meditating on this. And we see this. Now, you understand Jesus' life was a, an accelerated example. But we can still see these things, him walking these things out in principle, okay? Um, he still walked uh, and demonstrated. But if we see here in Mark chapter one, he had gone out into the wilderness. He got baptized, okay? So what happened? He got full of the Holy Ghost. Goes into the wilderness. What does he do? He starts bearing fruit because he starts answering the enemy with the word of God, right? He comes out, not empty, comes out full of the spirit. It was the spirit that sustained him in that season. He comes out and now he goes and uh, he begins, uh, goes to the, gathers up some men to him that were called and he goes into the synagogue. It says he, when he entered into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and began to teach and they were completely astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching as one who possessed authority and not as the scribes. He was teaching as one who didn't just focus on his mental development. This is the difference. And this is what I really want to emphasize even tonight. He didn't just focus on the knowledge of the scripture that he had. He showed up with something different because the Pharisees had enough knowledge to get up and say everything that Jesus was saying. But what was the difference? The authority. They marveled not at his mental knowledge. They marveled at his spiritual development. They took note. In fact, it was so noted, his spiritual development, that a demon rose up on one man, right? Why hadn't that happened before? Because demons aren't afraid of mental knowledge. Demons don't care what you know and what you can quote. They, they're afraid and they back down to what you have revelation of what you've meditated on, what you've muttered to yourself, what you've prayed over, what you've talked to God about. That's what he was doing in the wilderness. He was spending time alone, away from everything else, 
It wasn't just a season of fasting. It was a season of developing. We want the seasons of promotion and to be moving on to the next thing, but we will often neglect the time and the season when we should be focusing on the development. He took his season and his time of development. So what was he doing? He was answering successfully in the word, answering the enemy, answering in that time of being tested over and over. It wasn't just those three times. I don't believe it was just those three times. This was a, a period of 40 days. Is 40 days, you know, something significant? Maybe if you're a Bible scholar, you can tell me all that. No, I'm just telling you, it's a season. It's a season. And you have to learn to get skillful in every season. But there's going to be some that come along. And there, these seasons, when the winds come and the rain, right, the storm shows up, it's what you do with this and with this determines how the house is going to be on the other side. But the Bible says they come to all of us. It's going to come to all of us just as it came to him. But see, he wouldn't have demonstrated if we couldn't follow suit. We can come out of that season completely full and more skillful not emptied, not drained, not wiped out, not beaten down, not depressed, not I wish I'd have never been there, I wish I'd never done that. You know, we can come out on top. What happens is we become more skillful and not just knowing the word, but using our authority with the word. This is what he did. He just spent 40 days in secret dealing with the authority, his authority. And he showed up in the pulpit with that authority. And they said, this is different. Why? Because he's talking to me, not from his mind, like the rest of the scribes. You know why the devil wants you to stay in that mental arena? And pastor says, that's his arena. You know, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Do you want to know how you resist him? You stay in faith arena, in meditating in the word, and answering and speaking because he hates that. So this is how he flees. He doesn't want to go there to that arena with you. It's not about getting rid of him. It's about pull him into that arena. All right. This is what's going to show up today. Join me in the word of God. Join me in Mark chapter 11. Join me. And knowing devil, we're, invite him. You never thought to invite the devil, right? To your prayer time, to your study of it. Invite him and see if he shows up. Resist the devil and he will flee. It's not about ignoring him. It's about come and join me. Let's talk about the word of God. Let us exalt his name. You resist him like that. You resist him in your actions. He will flee. You don't have to try to get rid of him. He's not hanging around in the arena of faith. But if all your time is spent turning things over in your mind, learning more, trying to do more, uh, you know, 
you, you can, those of you, you've got businesses or you're, you're working in a certain arena where you do need to have knowledge and you should. I love something Dr. Bill Winston said. He was talking and he said, uh, you know, you can talk about moving forward in things and laying hold of things. And he said, you know, you can praise, but after you praise, you need to do something. (laughs) Meaning you don't just sit back and praise and wait for God to just throw it all at your lap. Praise lays hold of things, but you still got to make the action to get out. and do. So there is going to be a time where you're going to have to educate yourself, right? But if all the time is spent educating the mental arena, um, mental growth seduces us into believing we are developing in success. So if all your focus is on mental growth, mental, you're going to be seduced into thinking, I'm a success. And what happens is we'll neglect, well, let me put it this way. There will always be someone who knows more than you. <laughs> but no one knows more than the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we used to say that I had a friend growing up when we played basketball um, together. And we played, we played on the boys team. We, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, but like I played on the boys league cause the girls league was not have, they let us, you know what I mean? They, we petitioned and me and my cousin, we played so much. <laughs> we joined the boys league and we played on the boys team and, um, we were good. And so I had a friend that played with, and I remember, um, he used to say, he's like, my mom always said, somebody's always better than you, you know, it's to motivate him. And so just know you can give all the time in the world to knowing every fact, to knowing every, reading every you know, book, every uh, seminar, (laughs) every YouTube, everything. And those aren't negative. But that's not where fruit comes from. He said the knowledge of me and what I know is going to bear the fruit. So we invest and we get out and we praise and we get in the word and then we go do what we need to do, right? Right? And I believe this, the Holy Ghost will lead you to know what you need to know. I'm not talking about, he'll, he'll not only give you the answer, but he'll show you, you know what? You need to watch this. You need to follow this. You need to go, uh, uh, go take this training course. He will direct your path. He can be in it. So you can always be working and endeavoring and trying to gain more mental knowledge, but someone will always know more than you. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Is that true? I tell you what, you want to go places. You want to be somebody. I know somebody. I know somebody. The Holy Ghost. And he's come to teach me in all things. All things. This is what Jesus did. He showed up with the Holy Ghost. He got baptized. He got tested. He did it right. He answered right. He grew. And then he showed up with the Holy Ghost. And they said, who is this man with authority? Who is this man? We, we've heard what, we've heard this. We've heard this before. This is nothing new. What he's saying is nothing new. 
That's what happens when you're in business. That's what happens when you have a job uh, out in in the, the secular world that God's trying to promote you in. It can come from somebody else, but when it comes from your lips of authority, when the word, the weight of the Holy Ghost is on it, it doesn't matter how many people presented that idea before. It doesn't matter how many people applied before. It doesn't matter how many people maybe knew more than you and had been doing it longer. There was Pharisee, there were scribes who had been preaching longer than he had. But because he showed up with the Holy Ghost and authority, they said, oh, this guy's different. That's how you differentiate yourself on your job. That's how you differentiate yourself in your business. That's how you make yourself somebody that people desire to be around. And when the enemy, as it happened, he, the devil reared up his head and said, whoa, you know, tried to disrupt the meeting. What did Jesus do? Cast it out. Anything that tries to get in the way of the plan that you know, the path that you know, the, the plan that God has, In your life of success, you'll have the ability and the authority to, developed in the authority to remove that. But if we're only interested in just being spoon-fed, prayed for, you know, Sunday service, Tuesday night, feed me, pastor. I will. But your, 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 your primary uh, growth and development is what Jesus said. You're my friend. Now come. Come here. Let me tell you what I know. Get with me. Amen. He said, I've not made you. I'm not leaving you on the outs and just telling you what to do. I'm, he said, I'm calling you a friend and I'm going to tell you what my father told me. Be interested. That's how you get on fire in reading the word of God as you go, Jesus has something to say to me. We all want Jesus to show up. We'd like to see him. One day we will see him. We will look in his eyes. We will stand before him. We will kneel before him. We will hug his ankles, you know, and cling to him and be so grateful we're with him. But we don't have to wait for that to walk with him. We don't have to wait for that day. We can grow and develop, not being spiritual babies. Mental growth is proper, but spiritual growth is priority. Mental growth is proper, but spiritual growth is priority. Know what's priority and know when it's proper to develop yourself in your assignment. Right? Got an assignment. What is that assignment? If you don't know what that is, step number one. This is what Jesus did. He came, got his friends, and he said, we're going to the temple. <laughs> Why? He knew his assignment. And it wasn't to go out first into the streets. He had to go to the temple. He knew very clearly what he was supposed to do. Know what you're supposed to do. And then get with the one who authored it. Get in his word. Um, <clears throat> so they had been hearing knowledge, but with no power. What did Paul say? I don't want to speak with the wisdom of men. But what? With the power of God. Jesus demonstrated this very scripture. He came out sp speaking the scripture. It was wisdom. It was of God. 
But see what had happened, the, the scribes, they had all been preaching these same things. They'd all been talking about these same things. Going as their custom, remember as the custom was, everybody comes to the synagogue on the Sabbath. But what happened was a man came in with authority. Paul said, I don't want to do that. I'm not just going to come in here with a fancy sermon, proper, you know, 10 points that I got from a website, you know, a group website that preachers can get message. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. I'm coming with the revelation of the spirit. I'm coming with power. Paul learned that from Jesus. Don't show up without power and authority. Amen. So number one, you got to know the will of God. (laughs) Number two, you got to have revelation of God. Revelation of what Jesus is talking to you right now about. And number three, you got to be full of the spirit of God. These are the keys to spiritual growth and development. It is nothing new. Number one, know know the plan God has for you. It's not saying you're going to know the next 30 years, but you got to know right now. If all you know right now is to stay where you're at, then you're in a good place. (laughs) You're in the right place. You know, and don't ever let a thought push you out of that place. You got to be doing something. You got, because just as thoughts of inadequacy, uh, thoughts of, uh, you, you see yourself as less than, you know, you think of your past, just as those thoughts can hold you back, the devil can bring thoughts to try to push you out and, and, and rush you along and get out and ahead of things. The will of God, when you know the will of God and the plan of God, you know right where you're supposed to be at. Not just physically, you know, not, I'm not talking about physically. Today I'm supposed to do this. I'm just talking about in that season. Where am, what am I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to be? Is, am I supposed to stay at this job? Am I supposed to be uh, staying at this place with the business? Or has God been dealing with me? I'm, I'm just maintaining and he's wanting me. He's ready for me to, to, to move forward. He's ready, me, ready for me to make advancements or he's dealing with me. I need to go, you know, educate myself a little bit more. I need to go take this class. I need to go uh, uh, read some books. I'm, I'm ready for that now. Because as you grow spiritually, he'll help you to develop. And the knowledge of what you're called to. The career path. The plan. The same thing works with ministry. Right? We can't just get up and and be skillful at preaching the word and, and terrible at running the office and the business. And there's a lot that goes on. There's many components. Knowing, Pastor Nancy has taught us, we gotta know where to be and, and why we should be there. We're not just, when, when meetings get booked and things, you know, people ask her to come, she's just not willy-nilly picking where she likes to be. <laughs> right? She needs to know where does God want her to be. So it's the same goes with the pulpit. We need to know when are things, do things need to be scheduled? When does it seem right to do this? That's what happened last year when we had that church fellowship. Little did we know in scheduling the church fellowship that the building was gonna be paid off. What happened? The leading of the Holy Ghost to my husband. The Holy Ghost knew what was coming. That just seemed like a natural thing. Let's have a church fellowship. Let's, you know, get the in and out truck. That sounds like a good time. We haven't done that. Doesn't that sound so just, you know, natural? I mean, our fellowship is spiritual, but that seems so natural. 
Little did we know what was connected to that. This is what the Holy Ghost does. He will set you up. He will set you up so that you don't have to try to work your authority, labor in it. What is it? It's a fruit you just, just, just pick off. And with one answer, what did he say here in John? He, or, uh, um, go back over to John. Put your eyes on it. John 15. He said, I planted you. That means you know where you're supposed to be. That you might bear fruit. It's going to be lasting. And then whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he will give it to you. What is that? Quick answers. Quick manifestation. Um, As an adult, I can do things much quicker than my children can. Because why? I have more knowledge. I know how to use my authority. They don't know how to go in. They're going to learn it and watch me as they grow into an adult and develop into their own. And that's what we teach them and train them is to be responsible. Adults who know how to take care of themselves, right? Make it on their own. I'm just starting naturally speaking. Know how to converse with somebody. Look somebody in the eye. Shake somebody's hand. Get a job done. Be polite. Be respectful. How do they learn that? They watch me. We train them. We teach them. There's going to come a point, even in your spiritual life, where we can't sit back and act like we're still training. I'm not saying you're going to know everything. But it says that we no longer be children tossed to and fro. What am I doing for my children? I'm helping them for life to not toss them to and fro. Right? Stephen and I are on either side the guardrails of their life till they're able to step out from those guardrails on their own, just as a a human being. And this is what we must do. We must get to where we don't need people propping us up, guard, you know, that we understand that we can pick up the word of God ourselves. Christ in me, his words in me, if my words abide in you, right? That's what that scripture talks about. If you go back and look above that, he's the vine. I'm the branch. I'm in him. He's in me. And when we go to ask something, it's easy. It's easy. Why? Because we've grown in him. It didn't say we're a twig on the vine. Right? We're a bud. It says we're a branch. We are a branch. You, you, you picture a branch as developed, grown. It's got something on it. <laughs> Amen. So we can't be looking and seeing ourselves and okay with where we've got that one little leaf sprout, sprouting off the vine and we're happy with that. Waving our little, little leaf, you know, we got to be interested in being the branch. What does a branch do? A branch can hold things. When the storms come, the branches hold up. The strong ones do. The ones that are half dead or the ones that are struggling, they get blown off. We're a strong branch walking closely with the vine. We know where we're supposed to be. We're taking time to get in his word and fellowship with him and we're staying full of the spirit. Amen. Three very basic keys to spiritual growth. 
So spiritual growth, we want to make it. And every season, it's always a priority. But with the assignment and really the word that Pastor Nancy gave, you know, for this year, right? Our saying for this year, um, you know, that we're going we're gonna to come up. We're interested in coming up. We're interested in that. Sometimes it starts with your interests. Where's your interest been? I can't answer that for you. Where has your interest been? Where does your mind go first? That's where your interest is. When you wake up in the morning, where does your mind go first? I'm not talking about a breakfast. You know what I mean? (laughs) Coffee? I'm not talking about that. That's a given. (laughs) Uh, I'm just talking about, you know, in living. Where does your attention go first? And is the, are you headed to the devil's arena or are you inviting him into the, into the, the faith arena? I want him to come into the faith arena with me. He won't go there. <laughs> he won't go into worship with me. <laughs> he won't stay long if he does. He's not interested in the presence of God. That's how you resist the devil. It's not yelling at him. It's not using every day your authority in the name of Jesus. It should be one time. That's how Jesus did it. He'd cast him out one time. He'd tell him one time. They told him one time, get up on your feet. What do you want? All right, you want to be healed? You want to be whole? You want to walk? Get off the bed. You want to see? Be whole. That's how we can get answers. Oh, no, that's how Jesus did He said, I'm your friend. I'm going to let you in on everything. It's how much are you interested in knowing and doing what he knew and what he did. I want to be interested. It's knowing what is proper, yes, but knowing what should be priority. It's who you know. It's who you know. Because somebody always knows more than you in the natural. But no one knows more than the Holy Ghost. Amen. Say, no one knows more than the Holy Ghost. And he's my helper. (laughs) Amen. Stand with me to your feet tonight. We're going to be doers of the word, aren't we? Doers of the word. Faithful doers. Today can change. Tomorrow, uh, you can go get up tomorrow and catch yourself. Where did my mind go first? Was it to you know, fix something, get to the emails, you know, do something in the natural. Again, I'm not talking about going and get your breakfast, put your clothes on. I'm just talking about where you set your focus on for the day. Or was it that you got up and even before all that, you said, Father, you're so good. You're so good to me. You're so good. This life is so wonderful. Even in the midst of tests and trials, you've been faithful. And not only are we his friends, we're his children. Our faith is to be childlike, but our spiritual life is to be giant-like. Don't mix the two. Our faith is to be so simple in trusting him. God, I just, I trust you. There's so many times I'll just say, God, I trust you. Just in that tone. No, no, you know, big roar of faith. God, I trust you. Just as my children would say to me, 
mommy, I love you. I say, God, I trust you. I love you so much. You love me so much. You would never let your child fail and come up short. Never would you do that. You are not that kind of God. You are so good to me. And we have a wonderful life together. Amen. Our faith is to be childlike, but our authority is to be giant-like. That means no matter what circumstances we meet, because we're so developed and grow spiritually, that when anything comes, we walk in with authority the way Jesus walked into the synagogue. Amen? But until we are developed spiritually, we can't do what he did. So be childlike in your faith but be giant-like in who you are in Christ. Amen? Who he's made you to be, what he's called you to do. Don't shrink back and be a child in life. Be a child in his presence. But go out and be a giant in the things of God, in the plan of God, and who you are in God. Amen? Amen. We'll turn to somebody. Before you dismiss, say, I'm a doer of the word. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.